This is the Life Anyway podcast, deep life chats with experts and practitioners in the areas of wellness, spirituality, self-development, and motherhood. These are raw, real conversations that dig deep into what is at the root of our work, what gives our lives meaning, and all around the ultimate question of what is life really about anyway. I'm host Kelly Ingram. I'm a mama of twins, an intuitive guide, and a spiritual human, and I was compelled to bring these authentic conversations to the surface here on this podcast to deepen our connection to each other, provide inspiration, provoke compassion for ourselves and others, and ultimately further our healing. Hello and welcome to the 15th episode of the Life Anyway podcast. I am Kelly Ingram and I'm your host. So it's been a little while guys. Today is May 13th and the latest episode with Danielle Prescott came out a couple of weeks ago and I even recorded that I think in late March, I believe. So it's been a while, but I really wanted to create a final solo episode to cap off season one of the Life Anyway podcast, which has been just such a fun project. I truly couldn't be happier with how the first season has gone, the quality of the conversations, the style of these chats, the incredible women that um, were kind enough to spend their time with me and share their wisdom with all of us. We talked about some taboo things like death and eating disorders, authenticity, money, shame, and that's exactly what I wanted this space to be. I really wanted to dive into the harder conversations and create room for them to breathe and live and for us all to connect and share over our unique experiences on them and different insights from, you know, leaders and experts in the fields of wellness and spirituality and motherhood. So as I may have mentioned, I don't even really remember, but I had a few more episodes planned for season one, but I decided to pause it for a lot of reasons. One, the primary one being that this time, this worldwide crisis that we're currently in is so incredibly layered. And I've gotten the message again and again, which I'm going to talk about yet again here today, that it's it really is about going inward. There is so much noise out there right now. And even a space like this, which is so well-intentioned and everything um, that is shared here, you know, you can take or leave at any time. I just felt like, I feel like it's time to take a break from here for a little while and that we will come back to it soon, you know, in a couple of months, I'm not sure when, but I already have amazing guests, acupuncturists, leadership coaches, um, an expert on, on myth and archetypes, um, what was the other one I want to say? Oh, uh, climate change all lined up for next season. So it's going to be amazing. And as if you, if you know me, you know that I work in a way that's different than others. Part of this has to do with the fact that I simply work part-time and I'm a full-time mom as well. But 
a lot of it has to do with simply that I like I work in alignment with my soul and that sounds that might sound weird to you but I mean it very very authentically that I am constantly listening in meditation in quiet moments to what is most aligned with my soul and I haven't operated this way forever it's actually probably been less than a year took me a lot of time to learn this but it is what makes me happiest most fulfilled and I know deeply deeply I've already seen it that this kind working this way and in this method which is much more watery than most and flowy is what's going to bring me the most success and and what success means to me which includes financial success as well so I just so deeply trust in this space that it will continue to grow in its own time and that what's right right now is for us to take a break. I wanted to take a few moments on this episode to talk a little bit about those messages I mentioned that I've been getting about this time, my own personal transformation during this time thus far, and we're going to do a little mini astrology lesson too. I work with astrology in a very different way. I um, I find that all of these systems of self-understanding can, can become limiting and we can end up putting ourselves in boxes, which is not what they're meant to be. They're meant to be expansive. I get so enraged, my fiery, airy self, when I see some of those memes online that just highlight the really negative aspects of each sun sign. And you are not your sun sign. You are all of the stars in different increments and amounts in this incredibly unique soup. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. For now, I wanted to say that the biggest message that I want to share with you today is even though things are beginning to open up and that's such a challenging even phrase to say because it's just so layered and there's so much we don't know but as some you know on a macro level as some businesses begin to reopen and state different states are reopening through this quarantine I'm getting the message loud and clear that despite that, it is still time to carry on with with going inward, with focusing on ourselves, with making time and space for whatever transformations are happening. I get a really profound sense that everyone is still, it's like we're in mid-transformation. We're still in the um, chrysalis, even if you're a caterpillar that went kicking and screaming into the chrysalis. I've been there. I've literally had a practitioner tell me that I was a kicking and screaming caterpillar going into a chrysalis. This was a couple of years ago, but I feel you. Even if you're really uncomfortable, I most of us, not everyone, most of us are are continuing to be very much in mid-transformation. So the message is loud and clear to continue that transformation no matter what is going on around you and outside of you. And that's one of the things, um, the gifts of this really challenging time is that we all were given more time to go inward. And now is when we have to carry it outward a little bit in that we have to create good boundaries 
and begin to speak the truths that have started coming through in our hearts over the last few months. And a lot of these truths may be really different than how you operated, how you lived before the crisis. And they, they may be very much, especially if you're someone that's drawn to a podcast like this and to my work, something that, um, you know, doesn't align with the rest of society. And that can be challenging. What I want to do is empower you to continue going inward and to listen to your gut because you're, you're exactly right on track if you feel like you are really growing and transforming and that that's uncomfortable. But it's so, so important that we don't lose sight of of what's been happening with us, that we continue to stay in our work, even when our work is really difficult. Like if you've lost your job or if your business is changing, if your family is going through a lot, you are not alone. And I mean, I, if you ever want, you know, guidance, you know, or find me and there's so many resources out there, but I want to talk a little bit about what I, I'm outside, so I hope it's not too windy. Ooh, through, um, I hope this the sound is okay on this, but I wanted to talk a little bit about how it's been looking and showing up for me. So for, I've really, for me, it's been very, I've always been a hermit and I've really turned more into that in the last couple of years, especially with motherhood. I've realized how much time I need to focus. I not need, but I love having to focus on my kids, my family, myself. I love being at home. I'm a Cancer moon. I just adore being by myself in my space. I'm very sensitive to the to the environment and to other people, so that is a big part of why I love being inward. So this time has just taught me how important that is for me. And that I'm being called to level that up in a new way and carry that into the next phase of whatever life looks like when things um, go somewhat back to normal. I hate the word normal. We're going to get to that. But I have found myself becoming really ingrained in my spiritual practices to a whole new level. We have... No, we haven't had a babysitter in over two months. My husband's been working from home and we've, he, he's really amazing and we make time for ourselves and each other. And I make time for my work and my spiritual practices, which include meditation, journaling, writing, movement. Those are really the big ones that I try to hit every day. Also just, you know, eating nourishing food and play with my children, really engaged play with them. So I'd, I'd say that those were like my primary spiritual practices, laughing and singing. I've actually really upped that in this time. I've just, it's, I've made more time for it and it, it's been because I need to. And it's also been because I want to, and somehow time has opened up for me in that way. And I know that that's really personal to me. It's just somehow has become a priority that flows. And I can see now how that priority really feeds my work, feeds my work as just being a person, being a mom, um, and my work in this world as well. And that really is my work in this world is to listen. So I've had a few different really profound experiences. I've been studying 
a lot of different um, techniques and trying different techniques in terms of working with my spirit guides, the divine. I've been working with shamanic practices, all in self-study, and they've been just incredibly life-changing, really, truly life-changing. I feel like a different person on a very cellular level since the beginning of March, I have to say, and it's a a very subtle internal shift that you probably wouldn't notice if or you will never, you may never notice, um, but it's a really from the external world. It, but it's very, um, very profound internally. It's a huge. I feel like I've been going through a very big leveling up, where I've been um, almost like just embodying a lot of what I've been working on for a long time. It's like I've been at the end of a cycle, and I'm uh, now I'm moving from one cycle into the next cycle. And so at the end of a cycle, we really, we start to, um, it's like all the lessons that we've learned on our, in our intellectual, in our mind, in that capacity. And then, you know, it takes time for all of our different systems to catch up. If you've ever studied Kundalini Yoga, they talk about the 10 different bodies, you know, our energetic body, our etheric body, our emotional body, our physical body. It all takes time to get into alignment. So at the end of a cycle like this, all of those 10 bodies, um, they catch up to each other and they come into alignment and then you are able to move into a new cycle. So that's really where I've been at. And again, it's not something that you probably would notice. It's really, really internal. It's very much about integration and I feel more connected to my soul than ever before. So that's really been my journey. Um, another little part that I wanted to share is I've I've been I've totally reframed. And I mentioned this in the beginning the way I work, and that's something I'd been doing for a long time. But I had this like really obvious but profound realization that I'm an artist, and that my life, my work, is all art, and remembering that gave me permission to be more fluid in how I express my art. I have had a lot of, um, I've had a meandering path, I like to say, and in the past that caused me a lot of shame. I felt like I was, you know, we'll talk about this later. My Saturn is in Capricorn. So I thought that I had to have a linear journey and that's not true. None of us have a linear journey. It's a a false belief that we're all, you know, not every single one of us is sold in our culture. So letting that go has been so important for me. Another thing that I've really tapped into during this time is just, and I think a lot of people have is how precious and bizarre the human experience is, which is again, again, exactly what life anyway is really supposed to be about. But wow, like this is wild, guys. Look around you. What we're going through is biblical. And that for me is a reminder to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live each day as the fullest, you know, like that's kind of cheese. It sounds cheesy, but it's very true. But also just don't take 
your life and yourself so seriously at times too. We, I mean, I don't know. I hope that that's, that, that might be a hard thing for some people to hear, but this is just a crazy wild ride of being a human and the less attached we can be to it the more we can look at it from a neutral perspective and see that it's this wild ride on this crazy beautiful planet in space like none of it makes sense like it's just wild when you really go meta and can look at it from this highest perspective And as I said, like appreciate the bizarreness of life, almost like pretend that you're an alien, which we kind of are coming to earth and look around and see how incredible and awe-inspiring all of it is, even if it is really dark and hard and challenging too at a lot of times. We can get um, the kind of perspective that makes navigating this human experience a lot more um, I guess just like manageable and joyful as well. So I wanted to leave you guys with a couple journal questions and then I'm going to move into a little bit of a exercise with astrology. So here are my journaling questions that I wanted to share with you and that I've been working on myself. So what are you leaving in the ashes? You can get out your journal and write it down if you want, or you can just think about this. Think of yourself as the phoenix. This has very much been, um, we are still in this time and it is, it's very fiery in a lot of ways. There's a lot of burning that's happening. You can even think back to the fires in Australia and the Amazon that foreshadowed all of this back in, you know, late 2019, early 2020. But if you think of yourself as the phoenix, what do you want to leave behind in the ashes? What's in the ashes? And what are you taking with you? If you think of yourself like Dorothy on the yellow brick road with a basket on your arm, what can you fit in that basket? What are the absolute necessary things that you see going into the future with you? Another one would be to think about and write about what's normal for you. We've had a lot of time to think about this as the whole normal baseline of the world has been obliterated. What is your normal? You get this beautiful opportunity to design your normal and then create that new foundation that you go off of. Um, An important one that I've thought a lot about is what are the contracts that you hold with yourself? What are the contracts that you're holding with the universe? If you tuned into my class with Nina... Endurst in the soul unity, we talked a lot about this. And I was saying how I, I've created a contract with the universe where I will be my most successful. And that means money to self when I am the most in my being, when I'm the most in joy and flow. And that is like a a big contract that I rewrote at some point over the last like three years or so that's just one example. So what are the contracts that you're holding with yourself? Because if you believe that you will become successful or you'll be happy because of money, then you're, that you're literally holding a contract with the universe that the only way you'll be happy is if you have X amount of dollars, right? So we have to be really, really careful about the contracts that we hold. So 
oh, the suburbs, the sounds of the suburbs. There's like a chainsaw going like two houses over. So I'm just really quickly going to walk inside. Um, guys, I need to move into the woods. I can't deal with the sounds of the suburbs. Okay. So what is coming in? A huge theme of this time has been what are we giving birth to? It's it's this archetype of the seed. What are the seeds that you have been planting? What are the seeds that you're growing right now? How are you seeing them begin to maybe peek out of the darkness? Maybe they're still in the darkness. My seeds are personally still in the darkness, still germinating underground. So thinking about yourself as a seed, thinking about what's coming into your life next as a seed, what does that mean? So I have a deep feeling for myself personally, as I just mentioned, that like my, I have, there's a lot that's about to come in that I'm in this kind of transition and I don't really even know what that means to be completely honest with you but there is a big shift taking place for me which is part of why the podcast is going on pause but yeah as I said like that's where my seats are at so where are your seats at where um what is growing for you and what's the pace right is it slow are you being called to action right now really listen in so what's happening is that even though we're starting to go outward we're going to be continuing to see a deepening and a revisiting of the same themes that we've already been working through part of this is the fact that there are so many planets going into a retrograde over the next few months and then we have these big um Jupiter Saturn and Saturn Pluto movements that are happening in astrology, which means that we're very much um, looking at the structures in our life and belief systems. And I'm going to talk more about that. But there are three really major themes that I just wanted to call your attention, which you can journal on, but just think about how these have been coming up for you over the last few months and realize that they are going to keep coming up. So the biggest one to me is the unknown. That is one of the hugest lessons of this time. We never had control. We never knew that much about the unknown. Like we never knew about the future. We never had control about the future. That was all an illusion. That was all an illusion. Let that sink in. But this is really... um, shoved that in our faces in a way because we truly don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. We don't know. We really don't know much about this virus, what's happening. Things seem to change at such a rapid pace and there it's just so watery. We really haven't found the our feet yet, haven't found the ground and what will that even look like? You know, some people say, "Oh, that's going to look like getting a vaccine." You know, is it? Like is that what what it's going to be? How do we even find our ground? Is there ground to find? You know, what is your relationship with the unknown? How can you become how can you come into friendship with the unknown? The unknown isn't going anywhere. You know, you hear many people, you know, talk about something concrete, many people talking about how the virus is going to spike again now that we're opening everything back up and that fall and winter are going to be really bad, blah, blah, blah. So at least for the foreseeable future, the unknown is here, a very intense version of the the inevitable, the eternal unknown is here to stay in our faces. 
for review. So how can you become friends with the unknown? That is really what's being asked of you right now. Because she was always there. Accepting ourselves and others for who we are and for our differences is huge. We are realizing that although we're going all going through the same thing, we're all having an incredibly unique experience with it. We all have different beliefs about um, the world, about the virus, about what's safe and what's not safe, about the future. Everyone that I, I mean, I don't talk to a lot of people, but everyone I do talk to is just having such an incredibly unique experience day to day. They have a unique relationship to what's going on. And that is so important. I mean, that is why I love astrology because we can understand that everyone does things differently. Like I was talking about what gives me joy is having a relationship around work that is about being not doing. Well, a lot of that has to do with my astrology, you know? So what gives you a lot of love? If you have a lot of like Mars and Aries, I have a lot of Pisces in that way. So which is really watery and spiritual, and I'll talk a bit about that in a minute. Um, so I'm meant to be in those realms, whereas there's some people, maybe you have a lot of like first house energy and 10th house energy, and you have a lot of um, Aries and Capricorn and Leo, you're going to, or Sagittarius even, like you're going to love climbing the mountain, doing things like that might be what gives you joy rather than being, you know, I think that we all are being called more towards being in that um, there's a massive shift happening with the masculine and the feminine rebalancing. We've been in the masculine, which is that doing energy for thousands of years. So we are all, the pendulum is swinging to being so that we can come back to center and come back to balance. So we are still very much in um, going into the feminine, which is all about being, but I, I'm really here to experience that personally. And I'm also a teacher of that in this lifetime because I'm supposed to be so deeply in that energy, but that's not necessarily, maybe you just dip your toe in that. That might not be for you. And that's, you know, just such an important thing for us all to understand. As I mentioned, that's why I love, um, astrology, but you don't need astrology. You just need to, um, it's just an empowerment tool, right? It's only about listening to the truth that you've always known to, you know, getting in touch with your inner child, your little self, what, what is the core essence of you? You know best. And it's really just such a great lesson of right now to accept ourselves for the incredibly unique people we are, and then also accept others. So that is, um, that goes to my next thing I wanted to mention, which is non-judgment is a huge lesson of right now, because we cannot judge at all. Like we have to all move into neutrality and non-judgment. I mean that I'm not saying don't take action, vote, you know, use your voice if something really horrible is coming, especially when it comes to social justice. But when it comes to judging the person who's walking down the street and you don't like how close they're being, or you don't like that they're not wearing a mask, that has nothing to do with you. You're not the police. It's not on you to judge them. You know, we really are being called to and challenged, deeply challenged to get rid of all of our judgments and learn to accept others, as I just mentioned, but really learn to accept them, not just on like a soul basis of everyone being unique, but just on a daily basis of like human interaction, accepting people for who they are, accepting the person beeping at you. You know, there's a lot of anger and frustration out there in the world right now. So especially if you're someone that's tuning into this podcast, you're a very 
conscious person, it's on us to practice non-judgment. And that applies to the rude person at the grocery store. That applies to the rude person on Instagram. That applies to your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your husband, um, your wife, anyone. So there's also an element there that I wanted to mention of trust. We really have to as we let go of judgment, we have to lean into trust and just trust that everyone is doing the best thing for them, right? Like if someone is not doing, you know, dealing with the virus the same way you are or dealing with their children the same way you are in homeschooling or whatever, you have to trust that they know best for them and that maybe if they're not doing the best thing, that that's part of their lesson. Again, that's something we're all all really meant to be working on all the time, but It's really heightened, especially as we move out of quarantine and we come into interaction with each other more and more. We must trust each other. We must create this new social contract and learn to trust on a deeper level because we've realized how interconnected we are, right? And if if we go and interact with one person, we're also interacting with everyone else that they've possibly interacted with. So we have to trust that that person that we're interacting with, that we love our friend or family member, you know, I assume if you're going to interact with someone, they are someone that you um, have a connection with. Or even like at a coffee shop, we just have to trust that everyone's doing their best. There really isn't another option in my personal opinion. Um, It's not on us to go around policing everybody else. So... That doesn't get us anywhere. It's all about going inward and focusing on your own shit. Because if you're going around policing everybody else, you have a lot to work on that you're avoiding working on. Um, Yeah. So that's what I wanted to mention as being some themes. And now let's move in to a little bit of a class-ish. So... I am not an expert astrologer by any means. I mean, I love working with people's natal charts, but my um, my expertise is not around, you know, the more meta planetary movements that are happening on a you know weekly, monthly, yearly level. But I just wanted to bring some of them to light, and I can point you guys in the direction of where to look if you want to learn more. But I wanted to talk about because this week is um, a bunch of planets are going, a few are going retrograde. And retrograde means that um, they essentially are moving slower, which calls on us to move slower, which is why I said, even though, you know, some things are opening up, we're still being called inward. That's like the biggest theme of this podcast, this episode. But I wanted to give you more context around what that means according to the stars right now. So to dial back a bit, there have been a lot of really, astrologers have known for years that 2020 was a big deal. Um, I am more very well versed in numerology and I, you know, 2020 is obviously, if you don't have to know anything about numbers to see that, wow, there is something there, there's something really important there. And we are definitely seeing that that is true. So astrologers, the first thing, um, about this year for you to know, and you've probably, if you're listening to this, you very well may already know this, but there was a huge um, Saturn-Pluto conjunction 
in January. So Saturn is structure, it is father time, it is tradition. And these are both outer planets, right? So they only, they don't come together very often. And Pluto is all about change and transformation. So there you go. You know, a really good example is almost on the day, I think, of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was when Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle left the monarchy, announced that they were leaving the monarchy. So that is like a very good pop culture example of what this energy is, Right. Anyone can understand this young, you know, these young people, they're creating their new tradition, they're breaking old traditions, they're moving away, it's very drastic. And little did we know, everyone was talking about that in January, like it was the end of the world, um, especially if you're clued into um, the UK at all. But now we see that, you know, we can look back and see that a lot of the cases that were coming out, um, the news that was coming out around there being coronavirus in um China happened in January. So again, you can take this or leave this, but there's this huge Pluto-Saturn moment in January, and that is actually continuing throughout the year. There is another um, meeting of Pluto and Saturn that is in on December 21st on the equinox, the winter equinox, which is a, or sorry, solstice, which is a huge deal. And I will point you in the direction of where to learn more about that. But um, I want to mention there was a Saturn-Jupiter meeting in early April, April 4th, which was, um, the date was 4-4-2020, which 2 plus 2 is 4. So that was a really big portal. A lot of different cultural and spiritual beliefs said that we moved into a whole new era on that date. And those two, um, Saturn and Jupiter. So Jupiter is expansion, growth. So bringing that energy of good, it's also the planet of good luck. So it's, it's actually a really beautiful energy, but it's meeting with Saturn, which is tradition and structure and it's like very paternalistic it can be um it's very hard working it's it's associated with money and um corporations and institutions so to have this energy of pluto with change and then jupiter which is expansion and growth that's just a huge um really important energy and in fact again i'm going to point you to this podcast it was with um guru jagat but the they talk about how the ancient romans actually based their calendar on the way that they planned they didn't do three-year plans or five-year plans in terms of their you know economic and their institutional planning they planned around saturn and um these big trigons which they're called which happen every 20 years so that's what we're in we're in this this is every 20 years and then what's happening with saturn and pluto especially with the conjunction that happens on december 21st they haven't come that close since 1623. So we are in it, guys. What I wanted to really focus on, however, is that this week a few different things happened. So Mars, which is the planet of action, it's associated with Aries. It's very fiery. Um, it's can, you know associated with war, obviously. Mars was the god of war. But in you know, we we really use it for action and day to day. So doing, right? It's all about doing. That is in Pisces. So Pisces is a very watery, spiritual, artistic energy. So all we've almost it's like there's water been thrown on the fire of anything you want to do. And that lasts um a, not that long. I think that's just a couple months. Then there's Mercury has moved into Gemini, which is probably why I finally had the desire to do this podcast because um 
Gemini rules Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. So we're going to feel called to express ourselves, but it's going to be in a little bit of maybe a different way because of all this retrograde energy that's happening. And then Saturn, Venus, and Jupiter have all gone retrograde. And Pluto's been retrograde since late April. So what do these planets mean? And I'm going to use myself as an example. One of the things that really irritates me about pop culture astrology is that it's, they, I know it's just because it's easy, but you right now could look up, oh, what does Venus retrograde mean for my sun sign? Well, I mean, that might give you some information, but what's really going to give you valuable information is looking at where Venus lies in your natal chart. So you can do this on, you know, Google, you know, how to look up my natal chart. You put in your birth date, time, and city, and you can get all of this information really, really easily. So I'm going to use myself as an example for how you can, you know, put the pieces together. And Danny Beinstein, Danielle Beinstein, has a really great beginner's course on astrology where you could dive even deeper if you want. You can also use good old Google and just piece the information together in a way that makes sense for you. I recommend reading at least three different resources. Like if you want to Google Venus in Taurus, right? Like my Venus is in Taurus. So if you have Venus in Taurus, then look up what that means in three different resources, right? Because that way... Uh, that way you're, you can then glean the bigger, the bigger picture and you're not getting like someone's personal opinion as much as you're just getting like a broader view. Does that make sense? Um, without having to like buy a really good book or something on it. Okay. Sorry. I just have a sip of water. So Venus, Venus is what we love, what we value, how we love, how we attract. It's related to our worth and our abundance. So it going retrograde means that we are going to be slowing down so that we can take a deeper look at all of these things in our life, that old patterns or old, maybe former people in your life are going to come up um, for air, for review. It's actually... Retrogrades are a really good thing. It's like a very potent time for healing on a deeper level. So what? how do you look this up and figure out what it actually means for you personally? So go and look it up and see what sign it's in what, and then what house it's in. So for example, my Venus is in the 12th house. So... That means for me, in, in Taurus, that <clears throat> this Venus retrograde is going to amplify my relationships with value. Taurus is all about, Taurus is actually ruled by Venus. So it's a very, um, kind of like a nice energy. It's very aligned. So I'm going to really be looking even more deeply, almost like the the fact that my Venus is in Taurus amplifies the Venus retrograde for me. It means it's really important for me and that I'm very much going to be looking at my relationship with value, how I value myself, um, my relationship with the earth. Taurus is very related to the earth. Taurus is the gardener, which is so true. I've been gardening and that's just going to ramp up in the next few weeks with summer and the growing season really starting. 
So it's a sign to me, okay, Kelly, get your hands dirty, get into the earth, get outside as much as possible, which I've already been doing, but you know, just a reminder, keep doing it, go into it deeper. Um, Taurus has a slower pace of life, so continue to do that. It also rules, Taurus rules the neck, the throat, and personal expression. So again, maybe that's why I'm recording this podcast. Maybe that's why I felt called to to step up to using my voice. And for me, my neck, um, my, my throat chakra is my dominant chakra. So it's very important for me to work on that chakra. So that is what one of the lessons of this retrograde for me. So it's in the 12th house. The 12th house is all about surrender. It's related to Pisces. So it's all about surrender. It's all about communing with spirit. So it's or one of the, my biggest practices over the last couple months is to just go outside and sit on the earth in my backyard and commune with spirit, meditate, talk to my spirit guides, talk to my higher self. By talk, I mean in my head um, and journaling. And so this Venus in, in my Venus placement tells me for this Venus retrograde, that is going to be a hugely important practice for me. And it's less about doing and more about surrendering and really being with spirit. So hopefully you can take that as an example and then apply like what sign it's in and what house it's in and see how, what it means for you and where you can really put your attention. For me, for Jupiter, for example, so Jupiter is all about growth, expansion. Um, it's it's that seed energy I mentioned earlier. I'm just connecting the dots right now. So what, where are you being called to grow? Where are you being called to expand? Where where do your seeds, like where's the sun? Where's the sun that they want to um, to lean to? And it's very philosophical as well. So Jupiter for me is also in Taurus and also in the 12th house. So this amplifies the same energy that I'm going to expand and grow as I connect to the earth, as I connect to the to my values, um, what I love, um, my own inherent value in myself, um, using my voice with self-expression, and really surrendering to all of it and having it all be very much um, expressed through my connection to spirit and art as well, definitely, especially because Venus is related to art. The 12th house is related to art. So writing, poetry, drawing, any of those are going to be really important for me during both the Venus and the Jupiter um, retrogrades. And then last to touch on, so Saturn, as we mentioned earlier, Saturn is all about structure, tradition. It's actually related to boundaries, which is really fascinating for us all to be looking at our boundaries right now as we begin to go back out into the world. And in general, I think that... um, this crisis has taught us a lot about boundaries. So my Saturn, my Saturn's in Capricorn and it's in the eighth house. So Capricorn is the goat. It's the mountain climber. So I get to think about during this time, what are my mountains? What is the role of authority? Capricorn is very much about authority and structures in my life and how do I want to change that? Like the containers in my life, um, how I parent, specifically father myself, actually will bring up stuff about your father. Like what is my relationship to my father? How can I look at that? That's a big one for for Capricorn and Saturn are both related to the father. Um, Saturn in Cancer is like Cancer is related to the mother. 
So if you have cancer in related to any of these signs, that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. Um, it's in the eighth house. So this thinking that I'm going to be doing and reflecting about my the mountains I'm climbing, who I am as a leader, um, how I work in the world is going to be related to eighth house, which is very watery. It's Scorpio. It's about the deep, complex aspects of life, sex, death, rebirth. I actually have a lot of planets in my eighth house, which makes perfect sense. Um, this this podcast is, is a very Scorpio type of podcast. It's about, um, you know, done in a lighter way, but how can we have real conversations about the most um, taboo, complex parts of the human experience and the human psyche. So that is where my Saturn retrograde is going to show up. And what I love about looking at this is we can cultivate an even deeper awareness and it helps us feel like we're in flow and almost maybe maybe it'll help you feel like you have more control in a way if that's something that really is important to you. Control isn't that important to me. Understanding is really important to me, which is why I love um, working with astrology in this way that it can illuminate things, give some guidance. It's almost like the, the banks of a river, right? It's like, how can I... Um, get more in touch with what those riverbanks are and what they mean for me and what they can teach me and how that can direct my attention to the most, the deepest healing, right? And um, I guess that's part of like my nature as a seeker and a teacher, both at the same time is that I am um, always in my work in a really intense way, but that's how it's meant to be. But with a retrograde, we're all going to be called into our work and how can we... Um, be efficient in a way, like in a spiritual way about it so that we can get a lot of healing and that um, we can create a container for something that often feels really like watery and out of control. I think a lot of people can feel very out of control with everything that's happening right now. So looking to the stars, looking to get a better understanding of what these retrogrades mean to you could perhaps give you a little more clarity. Um, and I hope that the journaling exercises that I shared too, those have been huge questions for me to think about. Like I've gotten so many amazing aha moments out of those questions. So I hope that they're helpful for you. And last but not least, I had this idea right before I recorded the podcast. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your thoughts on life anyway, your thoughts on what you want to hear more of for season two, who you like, what kind of person you want to hear from. And as I said, I really build my work around what my soul wants to do, but I really feel called right now. And maybe this is part of my retrograde um, medicine to listen to what um, the mirror, the beautiful mirror that is this community, that's you. So what do you want to see here? What are your um, comments? I mean, criticism, constructive criticism is welcome when presented with love. Um, and what do you want to hear from? Maybe in between the, se- in the seasons, the um, between now and season two of Life Anyway, are you interested in working with me one-on-one? Are you more interested 
in groups or maybe classes, workshops? What topics are you fascinated in hearing from in general and from me personally? Um, yeah, I would just love to know that. And so I'm gonna, I'll post this, I'll put this in an email too and on Instagram and stuff, but I'm going to do like a two-week window here and it, you can email it to me at kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at kellyjingram.com and I'm going to pick two winners out of everyone that emails me. You will enter to win a 30-minute session with me where we will go over your retrograde medicine, your, you know, a little bit of your astrology and, or, and, um, you know, pull some cards and just have like a little fun session powwow where we get to connect and share some guidance. I'll share some guidance and wisdom and you can ask me any questions you want to as well. So yeah, I'm so grateful for you being here. I'm so grateful for you listening. I really, 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 truly am every single one of you, every single pair of ears that's listening. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and your family. It's been an honor and I can't wait to connect with you guys next season. So stay tuned. Please stay safe too. Sending you all the love. Bye guys.